Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. And welcome back to episode 41 of the On the Table Gaming podcast. We're super excited to have Jay from Tabletop Oddity on today. Now, you might know him from his YouTube videos on games like Star Wars Legion, and I kind of get to pick his brain a little bit and talk to him about being a content creator. Now, if you've thought about making your own videos or podcast about a game that you're passionate about, if you're listening to this podcast, probably A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game, I definitely want to say go for it. And, and with that said, Jay, well, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So as I was saying, uh, Jay is uh, internet famous, and uh, you've probably seen his YouTube videos, and he's also got a podcast out there as well. Before we get into any of that, it's really cool in this community of gaming that people come to this hobby from so many different ways, and that can kind of color their perspective of, of games and how they approach things. So how did you, how did you really get into, into gaming, like capital G? You know, what was sort of your path to getting to where you are now? What sort of games do you like to play? Sure. Just before I answer that, I don't think I've ever been called internet famous before, but I'll take it. You, um, you are <laughs> certainly internet famous, my friend. Um, and yeah, getting into gaming for me, uh, it's like, like most people, it's been video games most of my life, I think. Up until when I was about 18, something like that, just a group of friends that I had, uh, we were all playing Warhammer Fantasy. That was the game. And we never played it like properly. We didn't have full tables worth of terrain. We didn't have fully painted <laughs> models. We just had like unpainted ramshackle stuff just all bodged together and um, threw it down on a table as big as we had and that's just like the golden that. years of, of gaming i feel like I, yeah. I think that resonates so well so you know what what faction did you uh, enjoy well see even there and then sort of my desires were coming a little bit to the fray um i sort of when it was seventh edition all my friends mm -hmm. played like before that or what have you but um, for me, it was seventh edition, and I was like, "Well, I'm picking the Dark Elves because they're quite good." Oh, okay. <laughs> this was the days of like two War Hydras or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, I started collecting them properly because, like, in our group, we had one guy who played Empire, and he was like actually collecting the right models for a change. <laughs> was the rest of us just like whatever? And uh, so I started actually collecting them and painting them and that kind of stuff. And I wanted to go to tournaments even then, because that's just the way I am. I like, I like the competitive side of things. Maybe not saying I'll ever be like, you know, number one, but I just want to I I go to competitions and just, you know, enjoy myself like that. Um, but there was just so many models that I never got around to finishing it. Yeah. And, before that, and before that, I got around to finishing it. Um, GW sort of squatted Warhammer Fantasy. And then I just stopped playing war games indefinitely um so i wasn't really like well versed in the subject or anything like that and then a couple of years back um me and my partner katie we thought we'll try something different war games are quite fun nice to get away from computers even though i'm on the computer all the time now <laughs> uh, and uh so i picked up well i came back and we were like oh well, we'll just do like 40k and war machine um, never really kicked off with them properly because legion was announced like about three four months after we started and that's so funny. Did, now, did you play Mark III in War Machine? No, well, I think, um, no, like we never even properly played it. I started okay. painting some, what they called Jacks or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, just never even got it on the table. Then I think Warhammer 40k 8th edition came out and I was like, oh, forget War Machine. I'm all on that hype train now. And gotcha. then Legion was announced. I was like, well, that settles it. Because <laughs> I think I started, I mean, I started watching your videos very frequently you had done a was like maybe like a preview or or something for warhammer and i was kind of interested at the time i think i watched that video and then when your legion stuff came out i was just like i'm just i was just watching that like everything i think you'd done some x-wing stuff before 
as well. Yeah, so I, ne- I never actually threw in X-Wing in there, but X-Wing was sort of about the same time as like 40k. I was just, I really enjoy X-Wing. I think it's a great game. The only reason I don't really play it anymore is simply, you. I think if you want to be good at it, you need to play it a lot. And uh, right. I don't want to play it a lot because it's like, it's it's not that interesting to play it like every day or whatever. So now do you, are you, do you find you're like more of a, a theme person or more of like a, a mechanics? Like when you play a game, like what's maybe kind of one of the early things that like speaks to you? I can tell you right now that the theme, the law, or anything regarding the like that does not matter to me in the slightest. The <laughs> models slightly matter, but I'm all about the game, really. Um, that's just the ma- the majority thing that I look on. And then I'll pick the game based on the game, and then the faction will be based on the way that it looks, probably. Uh, okay. So I feel like in a slightly way, I'm a little bit off from you in that I, a lot of times, like I find a theme is like, it really gets me to come back. There's a few games that I probably wouldn't have even tried if it wasn't for the theme. Um, you know, you know, if people listen to podcasts, obviously a song of ice and fire. When I saw that it was coming, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to play this game. And then it just, it, I lucked out that the mechanics are awesome and engaging, but I probably wouldn't have tried it if it was just like generic indiscriminate you know blocks of people moving around in the battlefield interesting because i say the theme's not that important but i when i was trying to get into 40k i couldn't it just never clicked for me i could never get into that universe the grim dark universe it just never clicked and um i always like oh well but it was the more popular game and i always thought oh well i want to get games of it in there and stuff like that so i thought i'll play 40k but it just never clicked um was star wars and like legion it was I'm more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars guy, but it was sort of, I don't know how to phrase it. it I was neutral to it, so it didn't really mm-hmm. matter. It was neither good nor bad. It was like, obviously, Song of Ice and Fire. That I almost jumped in simply because I've been watching like Game of Thrones and like, <laughs> yeah. most people, and you can't really argue against the theme of it. It's obviously quite fantastic in that sense. So um, it does matter to me, but I think it's sort of secondary to the the gameplay, really. I feel like it's a different, it really affects the community around the games though. So I was actually, I just played in a Star Wars Legion RPQ yesterday and uh, it was just fun meeting people. A lot of people I had talked to who maybe some of them weren't even like traditional war gamers, but they got into it because they were Star Wars fans. And then they got into the game and got really into gaming. Um, And it's fun to play with people who are like so passionate about the lore, like from childhood like you don't typically meet like you know people who get into warhammer and they're just starting out it's typically not because they've had a love of the lore first like that comes from the game Mm -hmm. uh and i think like it like just it shapes the community a little bit differently when people have like a passion about it already and they're excited for things because of not just the mechanics but because oh man i'm gonna put darth vader you know deploying into the middle of a table now or something yeah, and I, I appreciate that. I, I I sort of sympathize with that. I, I just know that it's not really me. <laughs> like, yeah. I know what I enjoy, so I just try and stick with that. However, there are a couple of things that, like, like if they did um, a Star Trek proper, like, mini war game or something like yeah. that, like a skirmish game, I, like, it doesn't matter how good that is, I would be all over that. There I really bought into the... Um, the role-playing game by Morphidius or whatever they're mm-hmm. called, the guys who did the Fallout Wastelands. Like, I almost jumped into that simply because I'm the, I like I really, really, really like Star Trek. So there's a couple of things that would get me. Uh, I'm surprised that doesn't already exist. Some sort of like smaller skirmish game mm, for Star yeah. Trek. Someone yeah, out maybe. there, you're they're missing a money uh, opportunity to make a ton of cash right now. <laughs> I know with the Picard series and everything, yeah. you know, it's all people are loving it. So I definitely be all in on that. Now, you know, so I see a lot of your videos. You do a lot of Star Wars Legion content. So, you know, what about that game for maybe my listeners that aren't playing Star Wars Legion, um, but maybe have seen it in some stores? 
you know, you got your fantasy game covered with a song of ice and fire. Maybe you want to get some sci-fi going. What about Star Wars Legion uh, do you like if you were you know, going to maybe pitch that game to somebody? What's what's good about Star Wars Legion? The mechanics. I mean, it's all about the mechanics to me. It's all about the gameplay. Um, there's, there's many reasons, like off the top of my head, I really enjoy the fact that it's a low model count, even though it's a full-scale war game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like You can literally have a full army for like 30 guys sometimes, 30 girls or guys, I should say, possibly. But um, yeah, the low model count is, for me, a big selling point because I don't really enjoy painting. But the mechanics of the game are just uh, when you it's if you like play 40k and you have a turn where they like just wreck you the first turn and you never got like a say in, and you never had any agency in that <laughs> turn. I just feel like that like Star Wars Legion is the exact opposite of that. You always have something to think about. You always have actions to do. There's always a reaction you can do to a play that you you didn't expect from your opponent. There's always little tricks you can do here and there on your own turns, on your own activations. Um, it's just for me, it's the best war game that I'd played. I haven't played the Song of Ice of Fire, so I wouldn't. I'm not trying to cast. We're gonna out. have to. I actually not to not to be creepy, but I, I was like, okay, you're from the UK, and I started like reaching out to other uh, Song of Ice and Fire people that are in the UK. And I was like, someone's got to live somewhere near where maybe you are, and you got to get some sort of collaboration going. <laughs> I guess it's interesting in that. Uh, Time and distance, you know, it's, it's still a big region, but I feel like maybe there's people that are less up for traveling, say, you know, I drove, you know, four hours to go to some RPQ or something, but I feel like that's maybe not as much of a thing uh, for some, I don't know. <laughs> well, in the, yeah, in the UK, like um, a four hour trip gets you, well, from where I am, it get, I'm sort of near in the middle. So you could, um, you could get to the very top of Scotland or to the bottom of uh, uh, South Coast if you wanted in four hours. And I have done that. I've done a four hour drive, uh, went, drove all the way down to like the Southern Coast, uh, played it in an RPQ and just got hammered because I was tired. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, most of, like you can travel. I'm happy to tra- sort of travel anywhere in the UK because generally you can get there and back in a day quite easily. It's that it's once you go past that, if it goes into Europe territory, then you know yeah, you've got to yeah. get a plane or a well, ferry or something well, like that. Maybe but... then, maybe there's some collaboration in your future. Then I won't, I won't uh, push into that though. <laughs> Oh, I'm uh, happy to listen to all kinds of offers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, let's maybe get into that being a kind of a content creator then. So how did you get started making you know, gaming content? Oh, see, this is a bit of a longer story than it sounds because um, I don't know. It, was, it must have been something like 2014. I decided um, I was going to stream on Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. And I started streaming on Twitch playing FIFA, so the soccer game. Um, oh, wow. Just on the PS, I think it was as soon as the PS4 came out. So I don't actually know how long ago that was. Um, and to be fair, it was actually doing quite well. And um, I was making YouTube videos on it. I was uh, doing my streams. But again, it was the same kind of thing. Like it was just a lot of effort and it was one game. And I sort of got a bit fatigued with that game. Mm-hmm. So then me and my partner, who I'm now married to, Katie, at the time we were just going out, uh, we started streaming Pokemon on Twitch, which... It was just fun. Like it was just more enjoyable because we could spread. She would do one day, I do another day. Oh, we yeah. do YouTube yeah. videos and that kind of stuff. And we did that for a couple of years. We got partnered. We did like a hundred hour stream at one point. So we were doing oh, like, geez. oh my yeah. god. Oh, I was doing the night shift on that. And it was killing me. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was just a lot of fun. We just enjoyed that. Um, I was never really that big into Pokemon. If anything, Pokemon was like her idea, but. Um, I enjoyed the competitive battle inside of things where she just enjoyed like talking to people, shiny hunting and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, so we started doing that. But again, when it came to Twitch, like success on Twitch is sort of about um, consistency. You, mm-hmm. you really need to be streaming three, five times a week, something like that. 
Um, and we got a bit fatigued with that again, a bit of a trend here. Maybe I should stop saying I get tired of things. But um, so, <laughs> And then once we'd done that, we just stopped for, oh, two, three years, something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and then we just decided, I said, get into wargaming. And for me, I'm, I always like the idea of being productive. So just playing something for fun is okay. But I always I like the idea of trying to achieve something else along with it. So I was like, oh, we'll, we'll do a YouTube channel. It'll help us like stick together. And we'd learn that. Um, you know, if you're consistent on Twitch, that's like three, five times a week. Whereas YouTube, you don't really have to put in that kind of time. You need you need to editing and that kind of stuff, but you don't need to be every single day at the exact same time. You can be a little bit lax with it. Try and get a video one, two, three times a week or whatever. Um, so we did that. Katie, on the other hand, was finding world gaming not that interesting, so she sort of uh, rolled off into the sunset and. Uh, <laughs> And I've just been plugging away. As I said, as soon as Legion came out, that was my, uh, I was like, oh, well, this is uh, a great opportunity and a great game. Well, when the game was announced, obviously, I didn't know it would be any good. So it's the kind, same kind of thing. Like, I just dropped on with it being a good game as well. Because, you know, if it wasn't, I would have had to have like backtracked and done something else because <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to play it and stick around so long if it wasn't actually any good. Yeah. And I mean, I think when we think about consistency, you put out a lot of, of content and consistently and... um I feel like sometimes you're at, you know, you, there's events and things happening at like weird hours and uh, you get your content out like relatively quickly afterwards. Do you ever have, I mean, you must have some pretty late nights or early mornings sometimes. I'm, uh, depending when this goes out, I probably will just have done one because on Wednesday, on like the, I'm not sure what day that is, the 20th, 31st of July, it's Gen Con and I'm going to be staying up late. Um, to watch the FFG presentation there. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking forward to that. So again, I'm going to be like 2 a.m. Uh, there's a couple of reasons I can do that. One, I have uh, flexi time at work, which allows me to sort of plan around when things are going to happen. Uh, two, it just uh, circumstance that FFG tends to do a lot of the news at times where it's good for the UK. So I mm -hmm. just inadvertently like get lucky there. And third, the way that I deliberately produce my content is all about not editing. I can literally just sit down, record, um, go through the news, and then get it up straight away. Um, and that's sort of by design because, one, I want to get it up quickly, and, two, I don't want to spend hours and hours editing because um, I don't enjoy that. Yep. Yeah, man. And I t the thing is, like, you're very eloquent. It was always cool to, like, see something come on and be like, oh, man, and then, like, Sometimes it's like a half an hour later or something. And I'd be like, oh, okay, let's see what Jay thinks. Yeah, I can definitely get that video quick. I, I can get it on really, really quickly. The one problem I have with getting content on is the fact I have to digest the information beforehand. Um, I don't want to go on and not know anything that I'm talking about. But at the same time, I don't want to spend hours and hours analyzing all little like, oh, Right. zoom in on this sheet or, or whatever though but um, you said elegant and i would sort of disagree with my uh, northern uh, english accent but thankfully one of the i say skills i have is just to be able to ramble long enough and be reasonably like understandable <laughs> uh, it comes across very well and i think the, the accent it, it's in america it's just you know instant credibility everyone's like oh man <laughs> it's amazing so um, I love your stuff. accent. Uh, thank you. But this accent in the UK is sort of the lower class accent. Um, oh. You know, it's not the southern like, hey, I want so to what you're saying is you're the voice of the people. Um, tabletop the UK, oddity, maybe. the voice of the people. It's the, you know, you're going to champion, <laughs> championing the people's causes and, and wargaming. Uh, yes. Let's just say <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
So, you know, at times it can be really tiring. You know, I've been there trying to, I do the kind of the opposite. I try and do like overly edited. I think for me, some of the most fun is learning how to do edits. And that's how I kind of got into it. Originally, I was like, I want to learn how to do video editing or video effects. And this will help me push to learn that. But, you know, you can kind of get burned out after a while. So, you know, what do you actually enjoy maybe the most about being a content creator? Like kind of what's like a rose in a thorn? What's, what's the plus side? And like, what's the downside? Have there been things that have been really maybe not as enjoyable? The well, process. just before we before we answer that question, your content is incredible. The amount of effort <laughs> you put in is also incredible. I think yeah. I like message you. I just infrequently message you, being like, "You are like a fantastic YouTuber. Keep going." Because <laughs> like, oh, I'm well, so, I'm so note, amazed. I have your first message to me ever when I made my first video. And if you go back and look at my YouTube channel, my first video is like, uh, it's like a letterbox video with like just a, a webcam like in the corner, like nothing super fancy. And uh, you're just saying like, "This video is great. You're natural on camera." And that was back in September, on the 4th of September of last year. And, uh, you know, that was like, I just put out a video. I didn't know what I was doing and, and if I was <laughs> going to stick with this. And that was like, that pushed me to be like, you know, what? I'm going to, I'm going to make another video now. And then I made another video and then I made another video. And, and uh, you know, that random encouragement from someone who's like already established, that was awesome. And that had a huge impact on me. So thank you. I mean, I wouldn't be making content probably if, uh, if I hadn't had that. So thank you <laughs> well, so I, much I can't for take that. the credit because you're just so good at it. Uh, <laughs> I had to let you know. Um, so uh, going back to the question, which I think was like, what's the like, good points and the bad yeah. points? I have taken great care to reduce the bad points. So you enjoy the editing and trust me, your videos show that you enjoy the editing. You obviously put so much work into it and stuff like that. Whereas I don't, and I try and mitigate the fact that I'm not prepared to do that kind of editing because mm -hmm. It's each to their own, isn't it? I know what I enjoy and I also know what I don't enjoy. Um, and spending long times editing stuff isn't something I really like enjoy. There are times where I have to edit, but I I try and mitigate it, as I said. Um, the bad, I don't, I, I, if I'm honest, the only bad thing is, is trying to come up with ideas because there are, there's, it's one game that I'm playing right now. I'm not doing any other game for um, on Tabletop Oddity. It's all just about Star Wars Legion. And you can only talk about the same subject uh, so much. And um, I think one person in one of my comments was like, have you run out of things to talk about? And my response was, <laughs> essentially, yes. <laughs> like, there's only so many ideas I can create. Like, if I'm, I'm, you said I make two, three, sometimes four, five videos a week. And um, it, there's only so much happening in the world of Star Wars Legion. And right. you don't want to, like, tread on the same toes that you've, you, like, what you've already said and stuff like that. So coming up with ideas is probably the worst part. Um, the best part is obviously just seeing like people's response and really uh, you, all the comments and likes and the views and stuff like that. That's the um, that's the reward, I guess. It gives you sort of like I don't want to say like an adrenaline boost because it's not adrenaline, but it gives you sort of a little bit of a satisfactory thing. And maybe maybe it's ego, maybe it's not. I don't know, but I really enjoy people liking my stuff. <laughs> it's nice to feel appreciated, right? You're, and you're putting out a valued commodity. People enjoy uh, consuming your content, so it's nice to know that it is appreciated. Yeah, and I mean, I've, it's one of those things, I've, I've spoken about this um, a few times, but I'll say it again here, because I've always wondered, would I, like, I'm making the YouTube videos for people to watch. If people weren't watching and weren't interested, there'd be no point making them. So whilst I enjoy making them, it's also the response that is, it's sort of like a two-way thing. Like, I need, I need the response to be at least vaguely positive. Because otherwise, I could just enjoy playing the game without even making the YouTube channel um, right. or making the YouTube videos. So um, it's not like as people think, like, try it for money or 
you know fame or anything like that although you did call me youtube famous and i do really appreciate that but um <laughs> it's not for that it's just for like that conversation the people's response enjoy like, when people make something that i've made or they've said oh i've went and bought this on your recommendation i really enjoy it that kind of stuff that's where it's like ah oh, I feel good about that. One thing that's interesting is, so for Song of Ice and Fire, it's sort of a newish game. It's It's been out since about September and uh, the community is still really growing there. So I know a lot of people out there are thinking about, you know, how can they become involved and make their own content? So maybe we could talk a little bit about, okay, so if anyone out there is thinking about making videos, YouTube videos or a podcast for any game system, you know, how might they go about doing that? What, what what might be some advice you might give for for starting up? And I maybe I'll chime in with some things too. But you know how how can we encourage people to also try and make that leap? Sure, I think it's it, there's a, there is a problem with content creation is that you don't want to recommend people go out and buy expensive equipment because you've got to be in it for the long haul. And there's so much to it than just get a fancy camera, get a fancy mic, and crack on. You need it's. But on the other hand. You, there's certain things that will put people off just a video like if you ever listen to a video and the audio is just so bad that you know it's crackly and stuff like that or it's, it's too echoey because they sound like they're a million miles away from the mic you like won't really want to listen to it but there are certain ways to get around that for example you can get like a reasonably cheap like a lavalier mic like a lapel mic and you can get them so you can plug them into your phone that just having and then maybe like a little stand for your phone if you have your phone and a cheap lavalier mic i reckon you can crack on and then um, from that point it's all about deciding what kind of content you want to make because there's so much out there what game do you want to play etc like what are your goals all this kind of stuff there's so many things to it but my the main advice is start <laughs> that's the, that's the first bit of advice start and then keep going they're, they're the two things and you don't have to like copy what somebody has done you can be your own thing but you've got to also consider the reasons why you're actually getting into it in the first place like if you're just there to show off your painted models do you does it really need to be like a youtube channel <laughs> if you just want to like have conversations with friends about the game like does it need to be a podcast if the answer to, if you want it to be a podcast fine but keep in mind then you're gonna have to be a little bit more dedicated to it you can't just be like you can't just rock up once every three months. It needs to be like a schedule and stuff like that. So you've got to, it's, I'm rambling a little bit here, but you've got to like size oh, up good. what you want from the start because otherwise you might get disappointed quite quickly and stop. Uh, I think that, that, that definitely rings true for me. Uh, I mean, I think expectation management, you know, when I started up, you know, I, I really kind of had low expectations and uh, it was, you know, people like you and other people giving positive support that suddenly like, oh man, okay, like, uh, maybe I can make more stuff and I can, and I can grow up. But I think, you know, if I had had really high expectations every once in a while, I'll check like on uh, Reddit or something, there's like a YouTuber, a new YouTuber subreddit. Sometimes they give like advice or tips and also CPO being like, Hey, I've been making like YouTube videos for like a month now. And I don't even have, you know, a hundred subscribers or something like that. And it's like, well, yeah, like it's really hard to build up subscribers i feel like the more you have the easier it is to gain more but like in the beginning to get like my first like two or three or four subscribers is like huge that is the bit that takes the longest and that's like why you've got to set your expectations of what you actually want to achieve and how you want to achieve it but then uh, you've got to put reasonable time frames onto it like if you want a thousand subscribers you're not going to get unless you're like an incredible youtuber you're not going to get like a thousand within two months it's going to take two years sometimes and then as you say it sort of grows a little bit exponentially like the more subscribers you have the more 
people will watch your video who are already subscribed to you, which then means your views, your videos get recommended to other people. So even though your content might be better, better, and I put that in inverted quotations, like better than other people's content on the same kind of subject, you've got to just keep in mind that it's time um, and you've got to build, build it up and not expect you know, the world from the start. Absolutely. And I think, you know, then it's also, so how do you go about, you know, if someone just started up a, a YouTube channel or a podcast, how do they go about sharing that with their audience? What was your approach to kind of getting your stuff out there? I was just gonna say on YouTube, it, YouTube will do a lot of the work for you. If you do everything correctly on YouTube, like all the algorithms and stuff like that are designed for the better content to try and rise to the top. Not that I'm claiming my content to be the better content, but if you get people with good thumbnails, interesting subjects, uh, decent like audio visuals, you don't have it doesn't have to be perfect audio visual, just not terrible. If you get those things, and uh, your YouTube will recommend your videos to people as long as you tag it properly and you name it correctly, that kind of thing, and uh, YouTube will give you a bit of a chance. So, I never really publicized my videos too much because I I didn't want to feel like I was shoving it down people's throats essentially i wanted to, i wanted it to grow naturally and let youtube do its thing and for the most part it did there are certain videos or podcasts i, I don't i don't know too much about podcasts if i'm honest but um certain videos that are more appropriate to be shared that people are more receptive to like if i go and put a news article about like maybe the the, the most recent thing for star wars legion uh, most people are already going to have seen the the actual news source um, like if I posted it on Facebook or Reddit. So I wouldn't generally post something that uh, people are already going to have seen. But um, things like battle reports or tutorials or guides or strategy guides, that kind of thing, If the, um, those are the kind of things I think you can publish and you can show to other people. Like you can like, promote them, I mean, sorry. And um, it's about picking the right subject, the right video content, and then putting it in the right place. So whether or not that's like, you know, the Star Wars Legion Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Always check the rules of where you're publishing it as well. Like Reddit has a thing where, it's, I don't know, it's 5% of your content can be self-promotion. You've got to make sure you don't fall foul of specific uh, places to like promote your video. But the, the good places to promote them are like the relevant Facebook groups. You know, if you were talking about um, A Song of Ice and Fire, I'm sure they'll have a Facebook group. They might have a rule. You can publish, video, promote videos or you can't. You check that. If they can, well, then you put your best stuff in there and then that will like people be like, oh, I like this. And then once YouTube has seen that somebody has watched it, they're more likely to recommend that they see your next video and that kind of thing. I don't really know about podcasts. Um, maybe you're better at answering that one. How did you, yeah. how did you publish so, your podcast? Yeah, so I think well, I started out with, um, I guess my goal originally was to just have conversations with people and try and find who are interesting people in various communities, especially in the beginning in Song of Ice and Fire, and just try and connect like good people. Um, so I saw people who were putting out good work. We met a guy who was doing the Song of Ice and Fire builder, like the actual, uh, it was like an online list builder, and it was the only one for the game. So I just reached out to him and we got talking, and then we tried to find other people that were making stuff. And actually that's kind of the fun thing now is that we have like an on the table gaming discord with basically like every community content creator that we've ever connected. You know, now we can all talk and share ideas. And what we found out is that by like connecting these people, it also, the people that they were supporting them kind of want to see hear them. And it kind of builds like a shared community base, which I think in some ways is really good. It's almost like it becomes like one 
larger pool that we all share then versus like, you know, before it was like just the on the table people or just the Song of Ice and Fire Builder or Rebel Lightworks or Mike Meeple's painting tutorials. Like now everyone's kind of in it together. But I'm trying to think of like, as we continue to grow, for me, you know, how can I reach out to other people starting up? You know, there's some great guys uh, actually in the UK, Geeks of the Realm. They have like a lot of battle reports. And that's tough too. Their YouTube videos are awesome. I, you know, I don't do battle reports. Battle reports take so much time to <laughs> edit and film and get right. And, you know, man, they do awesome stuff. And so it's like, you know, how do we reach out to people like that? I'm looking forward to getting him on the podcast soon. I think as far as podcasting, it was just kind of connecting people and then people that know them would want to listen to it. And then in the end, that was enough that we were able to get, you know, some uh, game developers and designers on. But it seems like a large part of this is about kind of building a network of people. Sure. And I, I, I just talk about like, uh, well, I don't want to call them smaller YouTubers because I feel like I'm not that big, but um, I'm always looking. If I see, you know, a Star Wars Legion video, somebody, they don't have loads of subscribers, but I, I see the content's quite good. Um, I'm always, you know, I'll message them whatever and try and support them or whatever. And, and um, that's one thing I would maybe then try and get them on on my podcast just because it's like well if i can get them an audience and help them grow and that kind of thing i'm 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 happy about that i'd try to build up the game and the community so seeing a youtuber who's got maybe less subscribers or less views or whatever um if they're better like if they're better than i am what i mean is if they're producing like great content th that's what i'm interested in i'm gonna try right. and like promote them not for any like personal reasons i i i, I just want to help basically right well i guess it's like i realized early on that was like it's not a finite resource. Like if people are really into Star Wars Legion, me making videos, you making videos, it's not like they're going to watch one video and be like, oh, I'm done. The people that are really into Star Wars Legion, like they want to watch as much of the content as they can. And if it's good content, they're just going to want to keep watching. Like uh, even for podcasts, like a lot of people that are really into a game, they might listen to a few podcasts on that subject, you know, for various different reasons. You know, there's no point in not promoting, you know, the other works. Yeah, for sure. I think I agree with that. Like, obviously, there is, like, you say it's not a finite resource. People do have limited times, but generally, as you say, they'll make time for the content they're interested in because, right. you know, yeah, if it's game, good, it's still got to have, you know, people have to be producing good content. Oh, for sure. I think that's, uh, that's also important. Uh, you've got to, you've got to be at least semi decent. Um, otherwise, people will just not tune in at all. But um, yeah, I think, as you say, if, if somebody likes Star Wars or they like um, A Song of Ice and Fire, they won't just stop at the one video or they won't stop at the one podcast because they'll be like, oh, I want to listen to more of this. I'm this into it. And they'll move on from there. And uh, I think building the community is, is something we should really try and do in the wargaming community possibly more. And I know I haven't been very good at it. I actually started off uh, the podcast that I do. It was, it's just an interview podcast that I guess a little bit like what this is now. But yeah. um, And that was literally just so I could get people who are, uh, not necessarily YouTubers. They could be people who do the art or the people who run a blog or whatever, just to start spreading some of the the knowledge and um, community around a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll start to wrap things up. And if you are someone who's thinking about making content or maybe you've already started making content, I know on a song of ice and fire cc.com, we already have a, a webpage with all the links of community content for a song of ice and fire, the miniatures game. If you've got something new that you're trying to get out there, you're taking your stab at it, make sure you message me. We'll put you up on there so that everyone can see it and, and get access to it. 
And Jay, thanks so much for coming on on the podcast. Oh, no, it's been a pleasure. I've had my ego um, stoked. I'm, you know, it's all going good for me. Well, and I think it's always cool to get people that are from other game systems that are maybe kind of, you know, bringing their war game knowledge or their experience, in this case, as a content creator. And it's, it's cool to get like different perspectives on things. So thank you so much. And uh, that's going to be it for this week. Until next time, guys, I hope you get your miniatures on the table. <laughs>